All right. Well, hello and welcome. Welcome and hello. Today is Thursday, which means that it is vlog day. And this is my new camera. I'm using it. I'm using my new camera. I hope it looks okay. I'm still super fiddling with all of the little settings and dials and there's the button and then this and that and the aperture. I don't know, aperture. I'm embarrassed because my dad was a professional photographer in Lake Tahoe, Nevada for like 30 plus years and I, I got this camera and I don't know what aperture means. Um, I'm doing a lot of research, uh, not just on this camera, you know, this camera as well as like general photography stuff like uh, f-stops and and ISOs and, and all that good stuff. But this is what the video looks like for now. Uh, eventually, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get a couch back here and we're going to move the vlog from the desk to the couch. It's going to be a little bit different of an atmosphere, a little bit different of an angle. I want the vlog videos to, to stand out, to kind of be their own thing. It's like, yeah, I shoot reviews right here at the desk, but what I want to do is shoot vlogs back, maybe relaxing on the couch and I'll get out my laptop and have a tripod and that's how we can do it. And then I can have people over. I can have people over to be in the in the vlog with me. But yeah, welcome to the vlog. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining me again here on Thursday, and it is vlog day. Uh, so let's start this vlog off with what I have been vaping. First, real quick, um, we've got a lot of stuff to cover, as always. I do have some first impressions. There's beer. Uh, shout outs. Uh, we're going to be talking about a thread that happened on Reddit. Uh, there's going to be some retro vaping, and then we're going to do a giveaway at some point. Um, Someone had messaged me and said, dude, you are over 200,000 subscribers on YouTube. And I'm like, what, what, what does that even mean? And so I checked and yeah, it was like 200,000 and then 500 and then some change. And I just like, I, I feel completely humbled by that. I remember being on YouTube back in 2009 and I was just this awkward, shy just person, which I still am, and I had 150 subs, and I'm like, this is great, vaping is awesome, I love vaping, thank you for my 150 subscribers, and now vaping is like this huge fucking thing, and, and it's this industry, and uh, you know, I love it, I love vaping, I love the community, and that's why I continue to do this. I would continue to do this if I had 150 subscribers still, I would continue to do it. So, what have I been vaping this week? What? What have I been vaping? It's been a lot of that lava box, man. I've been rocking this lava box a lot. I currently have the Phenotype L RDA on here, which is pretty good. Uh, I end up closing all these airflow holes off. The airflow on this atomizer, for me personally, is just way too much. Um, Beyond Vape sent over some replacement O-rings. I had messaged them and said that uh, my O-rings were acting weird, acting wonky, kind of, you know, bleh, like gooing out the side. And so he's like, yeah, we're replacing all those O-rings. Uh, all the new phenotypes are going to have the new O-rings. And anybody who bought a prior phenotype, we're going to send them the replacement O-rings. The new O-rings have been uh, very, very nice. No gushing out the bottom, no oozing out the bottom. It just goes on there, snaps on. It's a lot like the Twisted Messes RDA in the O-ring department. Like, uh, yeah. They're not, they're not super secure. They're just not super secure. I don't know, maybe that's what drippers want these days. That's not, uh, 
It's not really what I want. I would like them to be a little bit more secure, but I've been rocking this. Phenotype L, Sherbert in the Dark. This build is a dual fuse Clapton, which is just one of the things that I've been building lately. Came out to 0 0.2 ohms, have it at 113 watts. Maybe you can hear those sirens outside. 113 watts, this has been just a fantastic vape. Oh, it's good. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it is so good. Another thing I've been rocking a lot lately is the Goblin Mini on this little Watofo Freak Show Tiny, this little device right here. And only recently it's been giving me some misfirings that are happening. Like I will just, I use this when I'm driving. I'll be driving, listening to my little podcast or whatever, and I'll take a toot and nothing will happen. And I'm holding down the button and it's not locked. It says my ohms, it just says no voltage and it shows my wattage and I'm holding the button down and I'm going, what is happening? So I'll lock it and then I'll unlock it and then suddenly it, it works fine. Um, this is filled with uh, Ember Pink Chill. A lot of people have been asking about this liquid. This is Amanda M's liquid. She is in Canada. It's sold in Canada and I don't know if she ships to the States. I will track down their Facebook or their website and I'll put it in the uh, description to this video as well as everything else that I talk about. This is one of my favorite juices of the year. She sent me a sample pack. I blew through the pink chill in probably three hours. And I messaged her and I said, Amanda, I'm gonna need a lot more of this juice. So she sent me a big 120 mil. That's basically gone now. I have it portioned out into a unicorn bottle so I can fill it up super easily into this Goblin Mini, but uh, it's been great. It's been rocking. It's been good. Those have been my two like, staple uh, vapes. Another thing that I rock, oh, occasionally here, let's get this out. This is what I've been rocking a lot, actually. So this, I did a first impressions of it a while ago. This is the Dovpo Guardian 1.5. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. It does that annoying thing like the Snow Wolf does where it turns itself off after a certain amount of time and there's no menu system or anything to get in there to change that feature. It's just something that happens but I've been rocking this in temp control mode with that new E-Leaf Mellow tank, titanium coil head in there. Uh, it's 0.5, I have it set to 540 degrees, and it's been a really super nice vape. It's been good, it's been a, a really good temperature control experience, which I know, I'm not used to it either, but it's been really good. This Dovpo Guardian feels just stupid, stupid durable, just, ridiculously durable. Uh, double 18650 on the inside. I just like this Mellow Tank a lot. I like filling it, I like vaping with it. The airflow is a little snug, I guess, a little tight for my tastes. It's, it's just it's just past the line of, of stiffness that I like. <laughs> That's what she said. It's just past that line of stiffness. Like, I like a, I like a stiffer draw because I like a warmer vape and I like a denser cloud and, and I feel like I get that with a little bit stiffer of a draw. This is just past that line. It's but just, uh, just whack, right past that line. But it's been good. This is, uh, what juice is in here? Dragon Mouth, Dragon Mouth Vapor. It's in an unlabeled unicorn bottle. Uh, that is Chimps Juice, Dragon Mouth Vapors Chimps Juice, and it's quite, uh, it's quite delicious. So yeah, moving forward from that, that's what I've been vaping, that's what I've been doing. Um, I get a lot of questions, a fuck ton of questions. Where can I get Namber Juice in the 
in Europe, in the UK, um, there are two places, and I'm going to link them below in the description, and hopefully this will answer everybody's questions. There's the Vaporium.eu. They uh, carry the Epiclouds and the Grimcult. Uh, additionally, there is apevaping.co.uk. They carry the Epiclouds as well as the Grimcult, both online and in their brick and mortar store. So if you're in the UK and you don't want to wait for FedEx international shipping, which I completely understand, then maybe check those places out. They carry the juice. That's that's where it is in the in the EU and in the UK, which is part of the EU. But remember, I don't geography, bro. So that's just a that's just a thing. Uh, a lot of people have been emailing me asking um, how come there's been no advocacy lately. You usually talk about advocacy. There's always advocacy. There's always advocacy. There hasn't been a lot of advocacy. It's not that I haven't been talking about it. It's that it simply has not been happening. Someone in the YouTube comments whose name I cannot remember, he was saying that Texas had some stuff going on. I literally cannot find anything that's going on in Texas. Here's what's happening is these legislative sessions are, are done for the year. They, they're done. There's not going to be anything else till January of 2016. And mark my words, when January 2016 comes around, there's going to be a onslaught of vape legislation happening. Everything that we were dealing with in California, SB 140, uh, ABX 26 or whatever, all that's coming back in January. So right now we kind of go, okay, let's gather our forces Let's rally the troops. Let's prepare for January 2016 because that's when the legislation is going to be hitting us really, really hard. You can go over to casa.org and if you go to their calls to action, the newest call to action, Tuesday, October 6, 2014, 2015, sorry, Tuesday, October 6, 2015, California special session says, the California legislature concluded its second extraordinary session to the public uh, without passing any anti-vaping bills. This call to action is concluded. That is the newest call to action and it's been concluded. Before that, the newest call to action was in August of 2015. And, you know, it's old. It's all old news. All of these legislatures, their sessions are done for the year. So whatever went through, like things that went through in Arkansas and Alabama and evidently Texas and Massachusetts, that's it for the year. There's going to be no new legislation this year. That's why that's why I haven't been talking about any advocacy because it's simply not happening. The, uh, the Waco, the only thing I can find in Texas was from June that says the city council will be considering an ordinance that will significantly affect the way cities regulate vaping in indoor and some outdoor public spaces. The intent of this update is to make Waco a 100% smoke-free city based on guidelines prevented by, prevent, present, provided by the CDC. That's the last thing I can find, but keep that CASA calls to action tab bookmarked. Just bookmark it. And then as we get closer to January, you're going to see, oh, oh, there's a lot more. There's a lot more legislation sort of coming out of the woodworks. These sessions, these legislative sessions, they start back up again in January. And everything that we've been fighting against this year that went through or got shot down or got put on hold or got tabled for now, yeah, we can take a little sigh of relief right now. But everything, everything is coming back in January. So 
That's where we stand on legislation. I do want to talk about Eric real quick. Eric sent me a, an, a very interesting picture. It was a little snippet from a magazine. That, I apologize. Let me turn down my Facebook notifications. Um, he didn't say where this came from. Okay, so this is San Francisco. This is a California thing. The big headline reads, uh, and I'll post a link in the description uh, possibly to this picture. I'll just show you the picture. Low nicotine cigarettes might help people quit. Um, a new study might help the push for regulations to limit nicotine in, in cigarettes, not e-cigarettes, cigarettes. Smokers who switched to special low nicotine ones, low nicotine ones, wound up smoking less and were more likely to try to quit, researchers found. The study only lasted six weeks and researchers call the evidence preliminary. Preliminary evidence warrants a giant headline like that. But they say it's the first large study to show that slashing nicotine, perhaps below an addiction threshold, is safe and leads to less smoking. The Food and Drug Administration was given power in 2009 to mandate lower nicotine levels if it would help public health, but has not yet done so. This, I think, provides support for lowering nicotine, said one study leader, Dr. Neil Benowitz of UC San Francisco. Yeah, uh, this is... This is just weird. This is this is just bizarre to me. So they want to lower nicotine in cigarettes because the six-week study they did showed that people who were ingesting less nicotine would quit smoking. And on paper, that seems reasonable, right? I lower my nicotine on vaping simply because I vape so much. If I were to somehow have a schedule where I could only vape for 15 minutes every couple of hours, you're goddamn right I would be vaping 18 milligram juice. I'm low on my nicotine because I vape so much. I get a feeling, now this is just, this is based on nothing. This is pure postulation speaking from some experience. If they lower nicotine in cigarettes, people are just going to smoke more. They're not going to feel satisfied by the nicotine that they're getting, and they're going to want to get more of it. If I was a smoker still, and they had these low nicotine cigarettes, yeah, I'd be smoking a lot more. Because back when I was a smoker, I could go on my smoke break at work, have a cigarette, have two cigarettes, done. I would feel good for hours. Now, if I went on that break and had some sort of low nicotine cigarette, and then had another low nicotine cigarette, and then had another low nicotine cigarette, and it's like, oh, your break's over, go back to work. I'd be like, shit, I feel not satisfied at all. I feel no satisfaction from these low nicotine cigarettes. I have the feeling that this is going to backfire if the FDA tries to mandate no lower nicotine levels in cigarettes. People are only going to smoke more, which, as we've established, uh, is good for the pockets of uh, not only big tobacco, but states that owe money on uh, tobacco tax bonds. But I think it's just going to make people smoke more. I honestly do. I think uh, I think it's going to make people smoke more. Thank you, uh, Eric, for sending that over to me. So the last thing I want to talk about in this uh, very long-winded opening uh, segment, there was a thread. There was a thread over on Reddit, and things don't usually get my get my panties in a bunch, but some of the things said in this thread over on Reddit, kind of got my panties a little bit in a bunch. One thing in particular, uh, 
I'm I'm fine with with trolls. There's people who come on YouTube constantly every day. Uh, they call me a fucking moron. They call me a faggot. They what? They want me to die. They don't think that I'm anything. They just hate me. They hate my videos, and rah, everybody's so mad all the time. And that it kind of rolls off my back. I go, okay, well, just. Go away. Just leave me alone. I don't care. Just leave me alone. So someone started a thread over there on Reddit, on the ECR subreddit. A fella named Lardidar, <laughs> five days ago, started a thread that said, Most Disliked YouTube Reviewer. Then he goes on to say, Plenty of topics where people discuss why they like X Reviewer for Y, y reason. Let's see why we don't like certain reviewers. And I'm reading through this thread. I don't get mentioned at first. I'm reading through it and people are talking about rip trippers and uh, Tia vapes and indoor smokers. Indoor smokers seems like the kind of guy who would hang out at a bowling alley hitting on middle school kids. Rip trippers is annoying. Rip is too forgiving. Uh, what's What are some good vids though? People like Rip's coil builds. Uh, Tea of Apes personally gets to me sometimes. Basically, any reviewer who will pause mid-sentence to take a hit. People say she has an empty-eyed look as she drifts in and out of thought. Indoor smokers creeps me out. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, of indoor smokers hate on this. I I don't have a problem with the guy. I think he's uh, I think he's doing a fine job. I don't like indoor smokers because he seems. He doesn't seem to go in-depth in any of his reviews. Uh, he doesn't really have anything bad to say about anything. I really just don't like his stool. His stool. His style! What? Vaping with Twisted 420 reviews cool products that I'm interested in, but again, I don't respect his opinion on things and always take it with a grain of salt. Again, he doesn't really dive in deep enough into devices for me and doesn't often have much negatives to say about anything, which may have turned out to be crap down the road. Rip Trippers is too over the top for me. He actually, but he's actually really picky and will often highlight any issues a mod may have. Seems like he spends a lot of time with his devices before he reviews them as well. So yeah, I don't like his presentation, but that's about it. It goes on. I mean, this is a long, long thread. I've seen a lot of people who agree with this opinion on Rip Trippers. I found myself rolling my eyes throughout his videos. He's clearly talking to a different kind of person than me, but I'll be damned if he isn't thorough, clear, and informative. It goes on. I mean, like I said, this is a long, long, long thread. So I'm reading through this thread and I'm like, wow, people really hate indoor smokers. People really hate TV. People really rag on Rip Trippers a lot. And I get down on here and I get about uh, almost halfway down. Then I run into this fella that says, uh, Grim Green seems to be giving less of a shit as time goes on. He gets way too much stuff wrong in his videos and he doesn't seem to be, he doesn't seem to do any research. Another guy chimes in and says, yeah, that's my problem too. His videos just reek of laziness these days. In the People uh, bring up that that example of in the vlog. One time that I said, oh, I do want to talk about nickel wire. I can't do it. I don't have the time right now, but here's the beer segment. And people people lost their minds. They're like, 
Grim knows something about Nickel, and he's not telling us, and we hate him now. That was uh, that was one time, and I, I feel like I explained uh, what went on pretty well. I don't have any special information about Nickel. I am probably never going to talk about Nickel just ever again, just because I don't want to deal with it. Least enjoyable? Probably Indoor Smokers, not because he does stuff I'm no longer interested in, but mostly because he stresses every other word when he talks. For the most part, I like Grim Green. Now, this is the part... This is the part that upset me. I don't care if people are under the impression that uh, I'm reeking of laziness or that I don't care. Uh, I've been doing vape videos for almost seven years now. So yeah, there's a little bit of apathy involved in that. Just like if you're at your job for seven years and you're a barista, how excited are you going to get to make another latte? You're just going to be so excited. It's just going to be the best day ever. Yeah, there's some just ambiguity and uh, apathy happening in the vape world. There's products getting released that are products after products after products that are not bringing anything to the table and that are just different versions and revisions. And now it's three posts and now it's two posts and now it's a bigger airflow hole. And now like the cloud cap, it's two airflow holes. And now it's an RTA and people are like, oh, you use that RTA? Well, you suck. I use this RTA. There's a lot. I love vaping and I love this community. And that's why I do it. I love it. And I apologize, but I promise you, I'm not uh, reeking of laziness. And that, that kind of stuff, whatever. I put it behind me. I move forward because I love what I'm doing. Least enjoyable, probably indoor smokers. The second part of this guy, Techie367. He says, for the most part, remember, this is the part that kind of upset me. For the most part, I like Grim Green, Suck My Mod, and Ruby Roo. I don't really care that they are friends, though. It's great that they are, but I've probably lost an hour of my life from the bits of each person's video saying, oh, my friend, blah, 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 etc." I definitely agree. I don't really care for Grim since he plugs special wires and tends not to really know what he's talking about. That said, I do his, enjoy his advocacy talks. The friendship between him and the other reviewers is their business, really. I can't be, mo I can't be bothered knowing that they're doing XYZ together. Just get on with the video. I generally agree and watch the vlogs now unless I'm bored. I don't mind the we're friends talk at first, but it's getting to that disgusting new couple puppy love level. They're one step away from calling each other schmoopy. Oh dear God, yeah. It's as though we're treated as a captive audience and the and any more of it and either schmoopy or I'll just stop watching. People are upset because I am friends with other reviewers. Just let that sink in for a second. You, Mr. Lady Dar, or if you're a guy or a girl, I don't care. I think that's, uh, I think, I personally think that's incredibly offensive to be disgusted that I'm friends with Matt from Suck My Mod and that when I'm reviewing stuff or when I'm in a vlog and I say, yeah, my buddy Matt and me, or I say me and my good friend Ruby Roo, I love these people. They are my nearest and dearest friends. So yeah, that's going to bleed over into videos. And to me, if that disgusts you, just please 
stop watching my videos right now because I'm gonna talk about Ruby Roo. I'm gonna shoot videos with Ruby Roo. I'm gonna shoot videos with Matt and Vanessa. We're all really good friends. I mean, really good friends. And so if that disgusts you, if our friendship somehow disgusts you, stop, just stop. Please stop watching. Just please stop watching. That is the only thing in this whole thread that really stuck in my craw when they're like, it's getting disgusting, that new couple puppy love level. They're one step away from calling each other schmoopy. And that's great, and I like Seinfeld, and I get the Seinfeld reference, bro. But fuck off. I'm gonna be friends with who I'm friends with. I'm gonna hang out with my friends, and we're gonna have fun and shoot video together and just have an amazing time. And I'm sorry if that offends you, but you can eat a bag of dicks and not watch my videos, because I don't care. I don't care about any other criticisms I get. If people are like, yeah, you're lazy, I kind of go, okay, well, maybe there's a little bit of apathy involved there. Oh, you don't really know what you're talking about. It's like, well, I did as much research as I possibly could, and maybe I missed a few things, but yeah, I accept that. But when people get upset or offended that I'm friends with people or that I talk about my friends or that we hang out and shoot videos together, that's dumb. That's dumb. Shut up. I hate it. I hate that. That, that... That is what stuck in my craw. People go on and on in this, in this, and see, now I'm in a foul mood. People go on and on in this thread. I like suck my mod when his girlfriend's with him. He's really boring on his own, but when he has somebody to interact with, it's a much more enjoyable video. 99% of the time, Indoor Smokers has nothing bad to say about a product. All he does is pimp sample box. Ruby Roo was the first female vaping channel the missus would watch. She watched a bunch and was all, babe, I want to try an RDA. Uh, people do have some nice things to say. They get downvoted. Breezy says Grim and Suck My Mod are definitely worthy of their screen time. And he got downvoted. This guy who said, fuck indoor smokers. I have to agree, though. He's just too much of a creep. He got upvoted 13 times. 13 people agreed with him. And there was one guy down here at the bottom who did have something normal and nice to say, and he got downvoted as well. And on Reddit, you can upvote and downvote comments. So if you see a comment you agree with, you upvote it, and you get more points. If you see a comment you disagree with, you get less points, and you start going into the negative. Uh, three days ago, in, or five days ago, Indoor Smokers, he never gives bad reviews, his history of selling other crap online, and really he seems to be only in it for the fame and the free stuff. And there was one guy in here that I'm going to try to find. They rag on Mike Vapes like uh, you can't imagine. Mike Vapes, when he says, let me hit that shit, really takes and takes a really overdramatic vape while staring into the camera. It's like he wants to hug you forever until you go limp. I don't like it. Dislike, indoor smokers, meh, vaping with Twisted 420, like, so this guy said, uh, I like Suck My Mod, Grim Green, Mike Vapes, The Vapor Chronicles, and Vaping Fagan. And then this guy, who got upvoted a bunch, says they're all a bunch of fucking weirdos. 98% cringe for 2% useful info isn't worth the hassle of me watching them. Plus, most of them are too stupid to even know what the fuck they're talking about, and they're certainly not experts. I've never claimed to be an expert. Any newbie with more than a 50 IQ will know more than them in three months. If he doesn't watch them, that is. Search for the gear, turn down the volume, look at the gear for 30 seconds, close YouTube. That's all they're useful for. I always wonder how people can like most of the YouTube review people. Google Images serves me better just for seeing what a device looks like. Ha 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 ha! Most disliked, all of them.
I watch Phil B for tech info and Trevor Jones just because he's chill and does tailored builds for individual devices. I don't really like indoor smokers. Yeah, there's that creepy vibe, but really it's because he doesn't seem to know his shit or give a shit as much as other people. That said, I'm glad there are prominent vaping YouTubers that aren't 20-somethings. I came here to see expecting a bunch of rip hate, but it's not as I expected. I agree with his his presentation. I respect his passion for the subject. Okay, whatever. There's it, this look, this goes this goes on and on. There was one particular comment I was looking for, uh, but I can't seem to vote it. I can't seem to find it. And wh- whenever anyone says nice about something that someone else disagrees with, they just get downvoted into oblivion. This guy had like negative eight on his uh, on his comment, and other people who were just like, yeah, they're all faggots, they get upvoted like 13, 14, 15 votes. Oh yeah, this poor one guy who says, I don't understand all the hate for indoor smokers. The dude isn't that bad, really. Downvoted. Downvoted. And then Metal Gear Vapor comes in and tries to get some love. Um, This guy, this last guy who got downvoted. This is all so bad. All the reviewers encouraged smokers to switch to vaping. Indoor Smokers was the first reviewer I watched before quitting cigarettes, and he was partially responsible for mine and probably many others' success. Tia, her focus is for new vapors, and she's helping out. If you want to know the details of Evolve's DNA 200 200 menu or the performance of a new mod, just watch Phil. And that guy got downvoted. That was the most rational explanation I've seen in this entire thread. All these reviewers are encouraging smokers to switch to vaping. Yes, (laughs) that's the whole fucking point of this, is to encourage smokers to switch to vaping. Ah, I don't get it. Basically all I all I basically all I concluded from this entire thread was that everybody hates everybody and then everybody else likes everybody else. So that's that's what it is. I just felt that that was uh, kind of funny and there was one thing that kind of stuck in my craw there. So uh, right now what we're going to do we're like 30 minutes in already. Let's get to the beer section already. All right, well, welcome to the beer section. Maybe a little bit different camera angle for the beer section. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just trying. I'm just fiddling. I don't even know how this camera does in low light. But you know what? We're going to find out. We're going to find out right now. So the beer I have to talk to you about tonight is from a company called Ales Smith. This is a local San Diego uh, brewer of beers, of fine ales, if you will. And this is called the Evil Dead Red Ale. And it's getting to be October, you know, Halloween time. I saw this at my local Trader Joe's. It's funny because the alcohol by volume is 6.66%. That's a pretty metal thing if I've ever heard it. Evil Dead Red. I'm a sucker for evil horror stuff like that. And I just got sucked in. I just saw this on the shelf and I was like, yep. I'm buying it, don't even care. I think it was only like 12 or 13 bucks. Um, Turns out it's actually a pretty highly rated beer. On Beer Advocate, it's got a 91%, I think. And I'm gonna post a link in the description to 
the Beer Advocate site, the Evil Red Dead Ale, and then I'm going to post a link in the description to the alesmith.com uh, where you can read more about this or read more about their other beers or something like that. It's funny because when I when I started doing the blog, there were no, or the vlog rather, this, the vlog, there were no segments or anything. There was no like uh, first impression segment or beer portion or music portion. And then I started adding in all these segments. And my reasoning was I just wanted to talk about stuff that I loved. And that's why I had the music section because I'm heavily into music. I love going to shows. I, I have been a musician most of my life, and I was really into beer, and I still continue to talk about beer. The only reason I don't talk about music anymore is because of YouTube. I would if I could. I would have other non-vaping sort of uh, content in the vlog, but as it stands, the only non-vaping related content is the beer, but I, I am not, I'm not ever, I'm probably not ever going to get rid of the beer. So this is a red ale, and I've never been a huge fan of red ales, and thank you, Alesmith, for not putting a cork on this thing. I've never been a huge fan of red ales. They've always been a little bit weird, but again, I bought this eh, mostly because of the packaging. Got home, saw it had a 91 percent uh, on the beer advocate and once again I'm going to be pouring this not into a tulip style glass but into a more traditional you know lager style pint glass uh, of course directly over my keyboard which is that's just how the vlog works I pour beer I pour it over my keyboard I don't feel like this is going to be a very dark beer I think it's going to be like a a brown like a brown like a Newcastle sort of brown Super rich. That's a dense, dense tan head on there. It actually is pretty dark. I mean, it's it's translucent. You can kind of see through it a little bit. You see my hand back here? You see it? No? All right. Well, what are you going to do? So reading about this beer on Beer Advocate, it says, Each Halloween, we release a special concoction to celebrate our favorite holiday. Deep blood red in color and a tense aroma of pine and citrus from an abundance of American hops balances the sweetness and rich, bready flavors of this beer's caramely malts. The result was a fiendishly smooth brew that will make your taste buds scream with delight. This beer pairs excellent with toffee, caramel, apples, and your favorite horror flick. Absolutely. Uh, I haven't actually been watching any horror movies in October. October, I usually watch a fuck ton of horror movies. In fact, there was one October, God, this has got to be like seven, eight years ago now, where this is pre-Netflix. This is before I had Netflix streaming. Uh, I went to Walmart and I bought every horror movie I could find. I bought all the Friday the 13th movies, all the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, I bought The Omen, I bought The Evil Deads, uh, Army of Darkness, just a whole bunch of horror movies. And me and my girlfriend at the time, we literally sat on the couch and watched nothing but horror movies uh, all day and all night, and it was just fantastic. And that's not about beer, but I need to... Uh, <laughs> Need to get back on topic here. Uh, happy Halloween, everybody. I'm not gonna tap the camera like I usually do. Maybe a soft little tap right there. Here's to ya, uh, Ale Smith's Evil Dead Red Ale. I'm excited, I'm excited about it. Let's drink through the head like a man, Ruby Roo. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I definitely get like that. Uh, it's a really weird, 
balance of like caramely flavors and like that bright upfront citrus. It's very, uh, it's very bright and tangy. When it hits you, you can feel it in the jowls of your mouth. It's a very bright coffee. It is quite effervescent, as I like to say from time to time. I actually stole that from Ruby Roo. It is quite effervescent. I did drink through the head like a man. Um, it's got some kind of deep caramely uh, malty flavors, and I'm gonna apologize right now to Stuart and to Robin and to Sheik. <coughs> yeah, that happened, it had to happen, I apologize. Mm, mm-hmm, mm. Wow, that is, uh, that is really good, really intense. What do I have that will pair with that? I know this will. I have two, I'm gonna try two out. So this is uh, Rig Reserve, is this on? Max Puffs? What do you mean, Max Puffs? What are you talking about, Smoke X Cube 2, Max Puffs? All right, well, I'm gonna take the batteries out of you then and reset your puff counter because that's dumb. Let's see if this, uh... okay, yeah, give me the light show, baby, give me the light show. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, Smoke Tech. TL360, welcome. Okay, now we're not at the max puffs. Now we're not at the max puffs. Anyway, this is a nickel coil head tank in here. I have it at 520 degrees on the X-Cube 2. This is Rig Reserve, and it is the Rustabout. Roostabout? Roustabout. It's there like, uh, you know, bakery bourbon type of flavor. I have a feeling, I have a feeling this one's gonna be really good. The next one could even be better. I apologize. This is kind of a long beer segment. Not as good. Damn it, not as good as I was hoping. Not as good as I was hoping. Red ales to me sometimes taste like aged coffees, and I know this is gonna be a really bizarre uh, collabor or collaboration. This is gonna be a, a really bizarre comparison, but back when I used to taste coffee, I used to taste coffee for a living. I did it for four years uh, for Starbucks, and we would just literally sit and slurp black coffee all day long, all the different varieties of beans, all the different origin countries, and it was just fantastic. And aged coffees always had this very peculiar, like musty flavor to them. And that's the flavor that I get out of this. It's very musty. I get a musty, like a wet basement, like old, like canvas tent sort of flavor. And that's so bizarre. God, that's so bizarre to say. Let me try this last beer pairing and we'll wrap it up. This is the Manhattan version two. Bellis Tank I have. Jewel Juice Co's Diamond in here. I think this is gonna be a good pairing. Rather nice. That is actually rather nice. The like vanilla sweetness is is really coming through it's really making it's really it's really complementing the sort of the sweetness in this evil dead red ale but that's what i got uh i'm gonna sit here i have a free night to uh to edit and fiddle and stuff like that so i'm gonna be sit here i'm gonna be enjoying my beer i'm gonna be enjoying my diamond and that's what i got generally right after beer we go to shout out time it is shout out time 
All right, so let's get to some let's get to some freaking shout outs. The first shout out that I want to do goes out to Joseph, a fellow named Joseph. Consider yourself shouted out. He uh, sent me the new Clutch Psychic Warfare album, <laughs> which is amazing, by the way. If you haven't listened to it, just go buy it. The new Clutch record is unbelievable. So the day the Clutch record was announced, I went online and purchased like the ultimate bundle pre-sale thing. It's like a hoodie and a shirt and a vinyl and the CD and a flag and stickers and a banner and buttons and a, a record player mat. All this stuff. A flask. All this stuff. I'm like, I want everything. Give me all the clutch things. So I went online, ordered it. The album came out. None of my shit arrived. And then I get an email from Indie Merch Store that's like, hey, so... We had a problem with the vinyl on this new Clutch record. The quality was really bad. And so we're going to send you the rest of your order at some point, but you're not going to get the vinyl record for a while. So the Clutch album came out, and I'm like, why? I paid $130 for the ultimate pre-order kit, and I don't have a clutch record in front of me right now to listen to. Then that same day, I get an email from iTunes, and it's like, hey, Joseph sent you the Clutch Psychic Warfare album. And I was like, Joseph, you are now my new best friend. So thank you, Joseph. It's I know it's only nine bucks, but honestly, the gesture, it means so much to me, and it came at the exact perfect time. I have been doing nothing for the last couple days but listening to that clutch record over and over and over and over again. It's one of the best records, just of uh that I, I love it. They it's the it's what's one of the best things they've ever released. I love Psychic Warfare. You should go check it out if you haven't. Hey, we're bringing the music back a little bit. Go check out Clutch Psychic Warfare. Also, go check out Royal Blood because they're amazing as well. So yes, thank you so much, Joseph, for uh, for sending that my way. Next shout out goes to a fellow named David. This came to me uh, five days ago. Uh, hi Nick, my name is David, and I've been a vapor for five years now. I'm a huge fan. Uh, I just wanted to see if you can send us. EMTs of El Paso, Texas, a shout out. Absolutely consider yourself shouted out. When I started out in this field five years back, everyone, including myself, were huge smokers. These are EMTs. These are medical response people, huge smokers. I guess because of the stress of our job, I tried vaping and hit the ground running. And I can now, I can now say I've converted several others and they themselves converted more. It's now great to start the shift and find forgotten juice bottles and coils in our responsible vehicles. I've responded to patients with long-term smoking habits, which eventually led to conditions like COPD, and I've always mentioned vaping to them. It's great to come across some of these patients later and getting thanks for converting them over to vaping. They have great stories on how they feel so much better and have less complications now. I found several of our employees have similar experiences as well, and I'm so impressed on how the community has grown. I know uh, I it would really excite my co-workers if you could give us a shout out. I know you probably have numerous requests and you can't. That's totally cool. I just thought I'd like to let you know medical professionals are vaping and spreading the word. I think that is I think that is just so cool. Thank you so much, David. You and all the EMTs that are vapors in El Paso, Texas. Hell, even if you're not a vapor, even if you're just an EMT in El Paso, Texas. Although, if you're not a vapor, I don't know why you'd be watching this. But yes, consider yourselves all shouted out, David. That is just uh, that is just so freaking cool. So, I have another shout out here. This comes to me from from back in July. Hey Nick, Sam and Christina of K 
Cali Clouder box mods are going through some hard times and could use a shout out. Uh, Sam lost his mother this last week and there is a memorial for her on the Instagram page. I talked to them and they are good people going through tough times. Please don't let mention my name. I apologize. Uh, Sam and Christina, Cali Cal Clouder box mods, consider yourselves shouted out. Sam, I'm terribly, terribly so sorry for your loss. I hope that uh, I hope that you get to see this shout out. But yes, keep doing your thing. Keep making box mods. I'm so sorry for your loss, and I apologize for saying that person's name earlier in the uh, in the vlog. I have another one. So Tom. Tom, uh, Tom got with me in August and said, uh, this is your fault. And he sent me this link to a Guardian article that I'm gonna read that I'm gonna touch on in a second. He says, thank you for the helpful videos. Also have a shout out I sent you not long ago if you've got the time. I know you're busy as hell, but it would really be appreciated. It's included below. And look, this is a really, this is a really long shout out. My name is Tom and my friends, Call me by my last name, which is Rowan, due to the fact that I, due to the fact that all I seem to do when I'm home is work nowadays, which is watch your videos and sometimes, okay, Tom, Tom, just spell check, phrasing, that's what we have to do. I understand that you get a metric shit ton of shout out requests uh, relevant to an imperial fuck ton, but if you can find the time, I'd like to give a shout out to Tom Ray and the nice guy with the ginger beard whose name I don't really know. Giving a shout out to a guy you don't even know. They all work at my local vape shop here in Liverpool, England. Uh, they always go above and beyond to make sure I've left the shop happy every time. They've given, they've guided me through every step of my vaping journey, helping me kick my pack-a-day smoking habit and I couldn't be happier about it. They stock your juices that I know of, Namber Juice, Epiclouds, and Grimcult, and help me find my favorite, which is Donut Pounder. Yeah, Donut Pounder. Overall, really great guys. I feel like they deserve a shout out for all the help they've given me and basically anyone else I know who goes into their shop. All right, Tom, Ray, and the nice guy with the ginger beard. Uh, he didn't give me the name of the shop. It's here in Liverpool, England, but I don't know the name of the shop. Anyway, consider yourselves shouted out absolutely. And then the link that he sent me that said was all my fault. Uh, this is from The Guardian, of course. Well, of course there's an advertisement over it. This is from The Guardian. From craft beer to e-cigarettes, inflation basket reflects Britain's changing shopping habits. And evidently, this article goes on to say that uh, people who are using e-cigarettes are buying more craft beer lately. That's crazy. That's a funny, that's a funny thing. And he blames that on me. Of course, I don't, I would never blame that on me because... Craft beer is just uh, just delicious, and you don't need to vape to enjoy some delicious craft beer. But thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much uh, for that. Let's see what we got here. Fella named Mark. Hey, Nick. This may be a long shout-out, as I know you probably get thousands of emails per day. It's not the thousands. It's in the hundreds. Um, I just wanted to say thank you for all your help. I was a two-pack-a-day smoker for 10 years, and I've tried every possible method of quitting smoking. Uh, the ego-style cigs just weren't cutting it, but you did something a lot of other YouTubers don't do, which is run through your progression stages of vaping. Thanks to help from your videos, I am now two years smoke-free. Congratulations, I went from a Vamo to an iTaste 134, and now I'm balls deep in the greatest community on the planet. I live in the UK, uh, which is still playing catch-up when it comes to vaping. Recently, hand recently I got my hands on a Hexome V2, and I am in love with it. Uh, 
and you liked my pic of it on Instagram. Well, there you go. Myself and my girlfriend are eternally grateful as she has started to fear for my health. Eternally grateful as she started to fear for my health, and now we both watch your videos on a daily basis. Thanks again, Tolly. Absolutely, Tolly and your lady friend. You guys look like uh, very cool, very cool people. Uh, consider yourselves, uh, consider yourselves shouted out. So what do we have time for? We're about nine minutes right now. Spencer writes to me and says, Hey Nick, my name is Spencer. I'm from Colorado and I've been vaping about two years now. I absolutely love your videos. I never miss a Thursday vlog. Hope you're watching this one, Spencer. I've helped my sister's boyfriend Dalton stop smoking through vaping. Recently, he started smoking again after being smoke-free for about six months. He recently had a huge scare when he woke up in the middle of the night gasping for air, not able to breathe. He came to the realization that he absolutely had to stop smoking. He threw out his last cigarette and decided to pick up vaping again. I was wondering if you could shout him out, possibly help him stay smoke-free. He has a he has been like a brother to me, and vaping was a way the two of us bonded. It would mean the world if you could shout him out. Absolutely. Uh, thanks so much. Keep on vaping. Sister's boyfriend, Dalton. Yes. Consider yourself shouted out. Stick with it. Vaping's not the same for everyone. Some people have a really hard time transitioning over into vaping. In fact, I know vapors that have been vaping for two or three years that still occasionally buy a pack of cigarettes. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I think cutting down your cutting down your tobacco intake is always a bonus. That's always a win. If you want to completely get rid of cigarettes, stick with it. It sounds like Spencer is a very knowledgeable guy as far as vaping. Rely on him to to help you in your journey but absolutely Dalton just stick with it uh, consider yourself shouted out we've already covered a lot we talked extensively about a thread on reddit that was really fun why there's no advocacy we did beer and we just did shout outs so you know what time it is now it's time for some first impressions all right first impressions so first first order of business with this camera I need a bigger memory card. <laughs> I got about 16 gig memory card right now, which lets me record for exactly 19 minutes before it goes, bet your card's full, and then I pop it into my PC, I transfer all the files, I come back and I start recording again. So, we're gonna try to keep this first impressions under 20 minutes. Can you believe that we're gonna try this? So the first thing that I wanna talk about is this atomizer. So I got this atomizer from Watofo, and it's just called the Lush, okay? And it looks very unassuming. It's a four post deck, okay, four post deck, sure. Uh, set screws in the top, sure. Completely similar to the Mutation X. I mean, can you see the airflow holes on that Mutation, on that Lush? It's, this is Watofo's version of the Mutation X, version one. In fact, it even has the same slicey blade airflow kind of see the airflow a little bit better you adjust the airflow with those little fins I've just been leaving it full open full full open and it's pin it's been fine I don't know uh, I hate so I get it Watofo didn't have an atomizer that had mutation X airflow so they wanted to release an atomizer that had mutation X airflow because they're looking at all these mutation X sales going, hey, how do we get in on some of that sweet cheesecake? So they released this and it's fine. And honestly, it vapes a lot, a lot, lot like the anarchist cap 
that goes on the tugboat. I love that airflow on that anarchist cap. It's one of my favorite airflows. This is all oh, virtually the same airflow, just kind of at an angle. It's nice. The flavor on this RDA isn't amazing, but it's good. It's a nice, good flavor. This is uh, Moonstruck from, I don't know where this is from, My Vapes, I guess, My Vape Kit, I guess. Uh, it's supposed to be a butterscotch banana, and honestly, when I first vaped it, I thought it was like a fruit punch flavor, so that's how weird my palate is. But it's good. I mean, the flavor is is decent. Plenty of airflow, plenty of airflow in there. But apart, what I wanted to talk about apart from this comes with it. It does do a, it does do a chuff style cap on top that you can. Uh, all the okay, so all the O rings on this are intensely strong, like intensely strong. In fact, it comes shipped without any O rings, and you put your own O rings on. So I dumped out the packet of O rings, and I'm sitting there looking at them, and I'm like. Maybe I'm just crazy. These all look like the same exact O-ring. There was one that was a little bit tinier, and then there was one that was really fat, and so I picked the smallest ones, put them on this RDA, and the top cap, nice and snug. Everything, all these O-rings are super, super nice and snug, and that's why I can't get this uh, this chuff off at the moment, but it does come with a adapter so you can use your own drip tip on there as well as their chuff style top cap, which this isn't showing up well at all in this camera. But yeah, that's that's the lush. It's it's Watofo's freak show. It's Watofo's anarchist cap on a four post RDA, square center post, set screws, really super easy to build on. This is a dual fuse Clapton, 40 gauge over 26 gauge. And what I wanna talk about additionally right now is this wick that's in here. This wick is really, really bizarre. The vape on it is really, really nice. The vape on it is really, really nice. And this came to me from Elf Wick. You see this Elf Wick? He messages me and says, look, I don't want a review or anything. I just want you to try out my wick. It's called Elf Wick. It's a natural hemp fiber. It's super easy to work with. It's super absorbent. It resists burning. It comes in like this wad, right? You see this wad of fibers? And there's kind of, it looks like insulation almost. 100% hemp wick. And so I watched the tutorial on their website and he says to use very, very little wick and to roll it into like the tiniest little tube of wick possible because it expands so much. I'm looking at his video, I'm like, ah, I don't feel, I'm used to organic cotton where you have to yank it through where it's just super tight through the coils. But I did that on this. I rolled it up really tight and I stuck it through and I'm like, that's not enough wick. It's just not, it's not even touching the tops. It's just kind of resting on the bottom there. But I juiced it up. It did expand quite a bit. And now I feel confident vaping this. It looks like it's full. I mean, it looks like it's expanded to fill in, to fill in the coils. It's really weird. I wanna spend a lot more time with this and I'm sure we're gonna talk about this in another vlog, but this elf wick is effing weird. It's just, this weird wad of fiber, like it's so bizarre. And it, 
I'm getting like hemp dust everywhere. Comes a little packaged in this thing and I'm gonna post a link in the description. Let me track down some Elfwick for you real fast. I thought I had it up here, Elfwick. They actually own Elfwick.com, which is great. Their website leaves a little bit to be desired, but here, let's see. Uh, the easiest way to connect with Elfwick is on Facebook. Where to buy it? Oh, it's only in brick and mortars. Stinky Canuck in Canada, Ver Vulnerable Vaping, and Savage Juice. I, I, I wish they just had a price on here about Elfwick. I thought it was like like 10 bucks for a big wad of Elfwick. Okay, one pack is six bucks. Six bucks gets you a big wad of this fibrous Elfwick. Two packs or 10 bucks and they have, I'm gonna post a link in the description to where you can check it out. Uh, I'm gonna be fiddling around with this Elfwick. I'm so acclimated to Japanese organic cotton and I've gotten so quick and used to building with it that it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to go to something else, but uh, we're going to try out this Elfwick. Like I said, the vape's been really good. I don't really notice a huge, like, jump in flavor or anything like that, but the vape has been really good. So moving forward from that, I got this back at ECC, and this is the Constant Velocity mod. And I have the Tactical Warhead from Continuous Current on here, which is currently one of my most, most favorite atomizers. Constant velocity mods. Do you see this shiny finish? I can't stand these shiny finishes. I wish I didn't get one of these shiny finishes. It's just a fingerprint and scratch magnet. But this is a series box that is pulse width modulation. So when I fire it, listen. Do you hear that? It's loud. I mean, this is the loudest pulse width modulation mod that I've ever heard. It runs in series, but it's adjustable voltage. There's a little potentiometer right here with your finger. And what you're doing is you're adjusting the timing of the pulse width modulation. So uh, right to the right is going to be uh, more time in between pulses and to the left is less time in between pulses. I believe that's what he told me. I'm gonna have to relook into this before I do a full review, but it does have that like BB style button on there, those light little tiny buttons that I just dislike oh so much, but it shows you the voltage that you're getting off the batteries. And this is a really low build. This is a 0.12 build on here. And I would never run a 0.12 on a series box, but has this little, pulse width modulation timer adjustment so I can put it like there and vape a 0.12, you just adjust it to taste. Nice, nice and flavorful, nice and warm like I like it. In fact, I could probably turn that up just a touch more. The only weird thing about this mod, the vape is great. The button, not a huge fan of so far. That that buzzing sound. Let me take off, I wonder if I can, I think you have to have an atomizer attached for it to make the sound. So I don't want to burn out this atomizer, but you can. You can really hear that. 
It sounds like a beeper uh, or something like that. It's really bizarre. Constant Velocity Mods. I'm going to post a link in the description to their Facebook because if you go to constantvelocitymods.com, all it does is redirect you to their Facebook. So I'm going to link you to their Facebook. They have a link, constantvelocitymods.com, that redirects you right to their Facebook. Um, he's got a bunch of them. He makes them in wood, which I think is kind of much, much cooler. I don't really care for this shiny stainless steel Cylon looking box. Like not the new Cylons, but like the 1960s Cylons. Don't really care for uh, this shiny, shiny box. It's just fingerprints and it's already getting, it's already getting super scratched up on the bottom and on the side here where I handle it all the time. He does them in the anodized boxes. These are just project boxes. They're not Hammond boxes. And I don't know about the wood ones. Those could be like custom wood jobbers, but I'm not sure. Uh, I would like to. I would like a wood version of this, truly and honestly. Uh, the 510 is 22 millimeters around, but whoa, whoa! But it sticks out from the body. You can see this huge 510 up here. It's been fine. It's been fine so far. I like the way this Tactical Warhead RDA looks on this mod, and I really, honestly, like the way that it vapes. I'm also slowly realizing that. Uh, we are not going to be able to get this under 20 minutes, this first impression. It's got a couple more things, couple more things. So I posted a picture of this on Instagram. Dotmod has released the cloud caps. See these? So the traditional Dotmod RDA has one hole. You see that one hole right there? So now they've released these cloud caps to fit on your Dotmod, which I am a huge fan of new caps for atomizers. I want a new cap for the phenotype. I want a new cap for this. I want, I want, let's make this happen. I want an anarchist cap for the dot mod. I want the same dot mod colors, the same dot mod logo because I love the fucking logo, but I want the anarchist airflow on a dot mod. That would be, that would be the pinnacle. So. I've built this. It's a dual-fused Clapton, which seems to be my fucking thing now. Uh, I'm vaping it with. Let me let me let me check real fast. Uh, this is Atom Bomb Strawberry Lemonade, which is delicious. Such an underrated juice, and the Cloud Cap. So this is six milligram juice. So it's going to be super throaty. And there's different options. So you when you get the Cloud Cap, they send you the traditional, you know, uh, anodized dot mod topper. But then there's also this like golden topper. And so I've been rocking the golden topper with the gold drip tip. I think this setup, this is just looks cool. So one of the things that I love about the Dotmod Atomizer is the airflow. I like that airflow a lot. It provides me a nice, warm, flavorful, dense vape. Two holes in here, I think it's too much, man. For me, for the way that I vape, I feel like this might be a little too much. The airflow is good. It's big. It's it's a lot. It's basically double the dot mod. If you thought the dot mod had too tight of an airflow, then this airflow, holy crap, this is a big, big airflow. The problem is, I've had been using the dot mod for so long. It's not the it's not the dot mod. I like the dot mod drip tip, or I like the dot mod cap. Like I said, because it's that perfect resistance and I get nice, warm, flavorful, dense vapor. This flavors good, airflow is plentiful, the clouds are bigger, it's not as warm to me. And 
you know, j just pick and choose. Some people really like a lot of airflow and some people eh, maybe don't mm, like so much airflow. For me, I don't know if I'm gonna be using this so much. I think I'm gonna go back to my original original dot mod airflow. Maybe if it was like one and a half more instead of double the amount of airflow. But I mean, the juice tastes good, the flavor's good. Uh, it's six milligrams, so it's a little throaty, but it's just a lot of airflow, man. Wow, that's six. Man, I've been vaping on three so long, six feels intense to me. Like I said, it completely, completely changes the dot mod RDA. Let me put the original back on here. I'm gonna juice this back up and we're gonna try it with the original airflow and see if I can notice any, any difference in flavor, vapor, warmth, density, stuff like that. So now we're back to the original single dot mod airflow. Yeah, it's, oh man. It's definitely warmer, it's definitely more flavorful, and it's definitely more dense. That cloud felt way more dense. But yeah, cap, cloud cap from DotMod. So here's the thing with the cloud cap. Now this isn't gonna get a full review, but I'm gonna post in the link in the description to Local Vape where you can pick up the DotMod cloud cap set for the Petrie RDA. Here's, here's where it gets weird, friends. Here's where it get, gets weird. Oh, everything's sold out? Oh no, it was just in stock. Oh, that's a bummer. Oh man, okay, Matt, Matt Pink is in stock. Matt Pink is the only thing in stock right now. The Dotmon Cloud Cap $49. $49. $49 is a lot <laughs> for a cap. Uh, I spent, I guess I spent about that on that Anarchist cap. I think that was only 40 bucks though. And it comes with the cap, and it comes with, this is a gray one, it comes with the cap, it comes with the top, and then it also comes with the gold one. So you can swap out. So you're getting the cap and then two other caps as well. Like you're getting the airflow, a, a, the new airflow, and then you're also getting this traditional anodized cap or the newer goldenized cap, which I think, I think those just look super cool. Dude, 50 bucks. If you love your dot mod but you want more airflow, this is literally the best option for you. Like all of the dot mod stuff, it's just made incredibly well. It feels incredibly, incredibly high quality, and I like it. I'm a big fan. Uh, I'm a big fan of dot mod, but holy crap, that's a lot. That's a big asking price for these. I wouldn't mind even paying 40 bucks, but that nine puts it so close to 50 that you're like, I could just buy an atomizer for that much money. Why would I? Buy a cloud cap for, why would I buy an accessory that costs as much as an atomizer? I don't know. I don't know. It's up to you. Ultimately, the vape budget hands are in your court, but uh, I like the cloud cap, but I think I like the original airflow so much better. So the last first impression that I have to talk about, and this is gonna be a true, true, true first impression as this is still in the plastic. I got this Ego One CT, and I'm like, what does CT mean? Oh constant temperature control system. Ego One is now temperature control. So I'm gonna pop this open, we're gonna get all its guts out, and we're gonna, I'm gonna fill it up with some juice and we're gonna try to vape it. Um, this is the silver version of it, and it comes displayed, much like an Apple product would. The atomizer is slightly unscrewed so that the button doesn't turn on and start pressing, one, two, three, four, five. 
Yep, and now it's on. So let's fill this up. Let me get that. Let me go ahead and get this set up. I don't want to waste all your time here. Yeah, that's a little tank. What is the size of this tank? Let me get over to the ego, the joy tech. Yes, enter. I, I'm 18 years old. Uh, yes, I'm 18 years old. Let me enter the site. Joy tech. I believe it only has a two and a half mil capacity tank. Uh, it doesn't say. Come on. I don't care about the atomizer length. Tell me the atomizer capacity. Two and a half mils. That is a tiny little, tiny little two and a half mil tank. But I'm going to fill it up with some uh, three milligram uh, Namber Original Caramelized Banana. It's a 50-50. That's why I think it'll work better in this tank. Are you even filling up, bro? Just going to put a couple drops on this coil head just to kind of get the juice in there and it's going to absorb into that cotton pretty well. I only put three drops in there. The, the, the holes, the juice flow holes on this tiny, tiny little coil head are wow tiny. Wow super tiny. Uh, this says one ohm. I'm assuming it's going to be for some mouth to lung style action, which is kind of what I'm looking for right now. I'm going to put this together, and I don't know if this is titanium or nickel. It does not say what the coil head is on here. Uh, atomizer tube, one nickel head, and one titanium head, and one... Oh, this isn't even... This is just canthal. This is just a regular canthal head on here. There's going to be... This isn't... Ugh! That is upsetting. Why do they... Oh, okay. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. So you get a little baggie with a drip tip and two other coil heads. I'm going to grab out the titanium coil head and I'm going to put the titanium coil head in there so I can actually take advantage of this TC because if I put a canthal coil head in there or a nichrome coil head or whatever Joytech is making their coil heads out of, it's just, it's basically the Ego One, which I've already talked about. I want to try the temp control of this. That's the, you know, that's why it's new and fancy. So now I have to swap out this freaking coil head. Oh, that's annoying. That's annoying. I find that annoying. Why would they put, why would they sell a TC device and then stock the, whatever. Whatever. It's not my, not my clown, not my circus. Now this has many, many more juice flow holes in the coil head and a much wider bore through the center of it. So I'm going to put two drops in here. We're going to try this again titanium coil head. Now, I'm going to have to read the user manual because I don't know how to get this from titanium mode to what to nickel mode. There's no dials, it's just a single button. So I'm assuming it's a series of button clicks to get this over to temperature control mode. Has anybody really been concerned with the diameter or the length of their ego kits? Does someone look at this and go, "Oh, wow, it's 140 millimeters?" No thanks, Joytech. I don't know why they consider that crucial information. Press the power button five times in quick succession to turn the device on in the same way the device can be powered off with five presses. You turn the battery off and you long press the fire button to switch between normal, nickel, and titanium. There you go. And release the fire button to preserve the current mode. So one, two, three, four, five. Let's turn you off. Let's long press. Oh, and now it's on nickel. Keep holding it. And now it's on titanium. It went red. I let go. One, two, three, four, five. 
there you go. Now it's in titanium mode. Do not use temperature control coils under the control temperature mode. Oh, only use temperature control coils under the control temperature mode. Control to why? Why did they put CT? The rest of the vaping world considers TC, temperature control. Segeli 150 watt with TC. This with TC, that with TC. Joytech comes out and says, no, no, we're calling it CT. Control temperature, not temperature control. Control temperature. There's no way to adjust your temperature. They don't say what the maximum, oh, they do. For titanium, they have it automatically set to 470 degrees. And then for nickel, they have it automatically set to 480 degrees. That is actually useful information. That actually makes sense to me. So let me hook this on here. So there's no way to adjust your wattage, there's no way to adjust your voltage, there's no way to adjust your temperature. You simply fill up the tank, soak the coil head, get it into the right mode. Right now mine is in uh, titanium mode and you just press the button and it's, uh, I'm assuming, an unregulated uh, load and it's 400 and whatever, shit, what did it say? 470 degrees for titanium and 480 degrees for nickel. So 470 degrees on the unregulated Ego 1. Let's try my first toot. Could be nice. Could be nice for a lung hit right there. The titanium has a wider airflow hole through the center of that coil head. Sure. Huh. It's actually not bad. Now it's uh, it's red, it's showing titanium. Let's give it another. Let's give it another while we're at it. Let's be adventurous. Seems to be working uh, pretty well. Now keep in mind I have a 50-50 PGVG juice in here. The coil heads are very, very tiny and the, the airflow is a little bit restrictive. In fact, this airflow is actually more open than that Monster V3 tank, and it feels a little bit more open than the Mellow tank. Slightly more open than the Mellow tank, just slightly. The, air, the Mellow tank feels a bit more restricted. This is a little bit more wide open. This is for lung hits, but look at this. That is a great size. I have to fly to, I have to drive to Arizona, I have to fly to New Orleans, I have to fly to Ireland. This, this, might, be my, uh, this might be my little travel get up right here. Seems to be working great. <laughs> I'm honestly kind of impressed with this constant temperature control system, Joytech. Why didn't you just call it the Ego 1TC? That would have, everyone would have understood that. Everyone would have got that. Oh, Ego 1 TC, yeah, I get that. That's their temperature control version of the Ego 1. Instead, they call it the CTC system for the Ego 1. Marketing, dude, marketing, Joytech. I am really enjoying this. The flavor's really nice. And, uh, you know, it's temperature control, bro, so no dry hits. I like it. This is a pretty good little vape. Interesting. Interesting joy tech. So like all of my first impressions, I do need to spend a lot more time there with the Ego 1T. 
TC or CT. Damn it, why did they do that? Why did they do that? But uh, seems to be working out pretty good. It seems to be working out just fine. I might try a higher VG juice in there. I might try something else, this, that, and the other. Maybe some uh, maybe some 100% PG juice. Let me keep my coil heads here. But yeah, that's, so that's what I got. That's what I got for first impressions. The Constant Velocity Mod, the Cap, the Watofo, the Ego One. We're done with first impressions. Now, now what we need to do is retro vape. Right, let's do some retro vaping. So I went and I dug through the archives of everything that is Grim Green, through my tackle box, through multiple boxes, and I found this little bastard. Now this is the Phoenix. This was my very, very first RDA. This is a rebuildable dripping atomizer. And uh, they used to try to make them look like traditional Joytech, you know, 510 atomizers. The closest thing I could find online was Vapor Bank is selling the version 3 of this still for $3.95. See this tiny pinhole airflow right there? I mean, that is a pinhole. That has the tightest airflow that I've ever that I've ever experienced. Tighter than a K-Fon, tighter than anything. And so what I did, and I'll show you a picture, I did like a 8-wrap, 26-gauge Canthal wire in there, and just wicked it like I would an RDA. And it works. I mean, it was firing and glowing super evenly. My wicking probably isn't the best, but there's not a lot of room to work with in here. Now, originally when I had this atomizer, the only way that I really enjoyed using it was with stainless steel mesh, which I know sounds really, really bizarre, but there was a post on Reddit or ECR Vapors Forum. God, I don't even remember how old, how long ago this was. There was a post somewhere about using stainless steel mesh and making a vertical coil with your phoenix and then just running stainless steel mesh through the middle of it so that it kind of reached the bottom so you could dump a bunch of juice in there and the idea was that it would work like a miniature little genesis atomizer and that shockingly enough is the only way that i truly enjoyed this atomizer now the trick is going to be finding a drip tip that works on here because oh, i can't believe that works that is the most ridiculous setup ever. Fuck it. It works though, right? It works though. So these are one of these weird Chinese anodized drip tips. I got this at the second vape bash when I was using that amp tank and it matched perfectly. And uh, there was a phase there where everyone wanted really long drip tips. I remember Captivape Redock, he was selling his uh, like thermometer length uh, drip tips, but I'm gonna put this on, I'm gonna put the oldest atomizer I have on the newest device that I have. So I'm gonna knock this down. Uh, what juice should I? Let's use Pale Whale. Sure, let's throw some Pale Whale in here. I'm gonna turn this way down. The resistance on this came out to 1.6 ohms. 1.6 ohms. So I'm gonna turn this down to about uh, 15 watts. 15 watts, I'm gonna attach this. First of all, what I'm gonna do is attach it and juice up the coils and make sure that it actually produces the vapors. Now, my original review for this, and you can go back and watch it, I'll link it in the description below. I just had a hell of a time with it, man. And this is one of those things that really kept me from getting into rebuildable atomizers because my experience with rebuildable atomizers was this. 
So I thought, ugh, that's going to be like the Phoenix. Ugh, that's going to be like the Phoenix. And it left, it just left a bad taste in my mouth, man. A really bad taste. And, you know, shortly after this, Rebuildable Atomizers got a whole hell of a lot better in quality. So I'm going to let that cotton soak up that. Yep, look at that. Vapors are being produced. That is so fun. That is so fun. I love retro vaping. I, and you know what's funny is I keep my retro vape setup going for like at least another four or five days. Just I just keep vaping on it. So I fucked up when I was building this and I put the coil on the wrong side. I don't think that's going to affect it too heavily, but I did put the coil on the wrong side. Yeah, 1.64 ohms. So the coil is on the opposite side of the airflow. This top cap screws down so you can't adjust where your airflow goes. But let's try this. We have uh, 15 watts, 1.6 ohms. It's giving me about 5 volts. Let's try it out. And this is straight up, straight up mouth to lung. And I have a feeling I'm going to cough. Wow. That, f that flavor is just horrific. And it's not the juice, because that's a good juice. Mouth to lung, all day, er, day. Let me get some more, let me get some more juice in there on these coils, because I'm tasting quite a bit of cotton at the moment. Dump some more juice in there. But yeah, man, this Phoenix, this was the first rebuildable atomizer that I ever tried. And like I said, it just left a really bad taste in my mouth. In fact, my video is called My Go Around with the Phoenix Rebuildable Atomizers. Now then, right from the factory, and I'm sure if it was built, rebuilt correctly, these atomizers perform pretty nicely. The draw is smooth and even, if not a bit on the airy side. If not a bit on the airy side. I said that. I said that this was airy. Really, I just have to practice and practice and practice putting these little things together. I would love nothing more than to really get the hang of how to do this quickly and well. Thanks so much for watching, everybody. I said that this airflow was on the airy side. I, I literally cannot believe myself. I wish I could go back in time to January 2012 and just punch myself in the face and be like, too airy, you lunatic? Here, try this. Try the tactical warhead from Continuous Current. It's going to blow your mind. It still vapes. Holy crap, it still vapes. This is something, you know, this is going to be one of those things that I'm going to keep around for a little bit and just remember, remember that nostalgia of vaping on the Phoenix. In fact, I have a very, very vivid memory of I was at Vape Bash 2 and I brought my Phoenix on a silver bullet and I built what I thought was a really low resistance coil. It was probably like 0.6 ohms and I thought that was super low and I was rocking it on my silver bullet without a kick, just unregulated silver bullet and the juice I had in there was the old Melanie flavor. It was the old, the old recipe Melanie, which I wish I could vape again someday. But it's the old recipe Melanie and it was like, it was still like 18 milligrams because this is mouth to lung. Crap. 
crazy. That's even that is even a bigger cloud than we used to get back in the day. I remember my Joytech 510s would produce like this piddly little cloud. And I just thought it was like the greatest thing ever. And this, with a long hit, is producing a bigger cloud than we used to get in 2009. How did anyone quit smoking? How did anyone get into vaping in 2009? So yeah, there you go. Wow, Phoenix Rebuildable Atomizer. This can be yours for $3.99 if you want to go buy it from vaporbank.com. I searched on Fast Tech and couldn't find them. If anyone has a Fast Tech link for the original Phoenix, let me know. It's a... Uh, it's kind of a terrible atomizer, but it's actually really nice for mouth-to-lung -lung hits. Anyway, that's what I got for retro vaping. Uh, I think it's time to wrap this vlog up, but not, not before doing my newest segment. Okay, before we get to my favorite comment of the week, I did want to answer one question from a fella named Zach. Now, YouTube does that thing where people set it up in their settings or something like that where they'll leave a comment and no one and I can't reply to them. So, someone named Zach wrote to me and said, Yo, Grim, I found the reason why you don't like your button. So, this is referring to the Tugboat Tug Life box mod. Yo, Grim, I found the reason why you don't like your button. It's because you got the clone and you don't got the USA made. And the reason I know this is because under the Flawless logo, it doesn't say USA. Also, on the inside is painted unlike the USA. I found this out by watching Rip Trippers review and other reviews on it, but good review anyway. Absolutely uh, not true in any capacity. I talked to Amy at Flawless Vape Shop, and they sent that directly from Flawless Vape Shop to me. I got it right from Flawless Vape Shop. So I know 100% that it's an authentic. They sent it to me, they sent it to Rubiru, they engraved Toot Life on the side of mine. A cloner would not uh, do that and I know Amy from Flawless Vape Shop. I've talked to her many, many times. I've met her in person many, many times. She is my direct contact to Flawless Vape Shop. My Tug Life box isn't authentic, but it was a very, very, very early authentic before they switched the button. So yeah, that's truth. Uh, and I didn't get to reply that to you, so I would have liked to reply that for you. So now, my favorite comment of the week uh, did not come from YouTube. This came on uh, Instagram, a fella named Danner Tavis. He was making a comparison between uh, myself and another YouTuber. He says, Rip, Rip is Batman. Grim Green is Iron Man. Rip has more of an executive style. He does his business and moves on with his life and prefers not to muddle with comments, replies, and whatnot. Plays it safe. Nothing wrong with that. Grim likes to mingle. <laughs> Both are very knowledgeable and put out good work. I absolutely accept the comparison of being Iron Man. And that actually, when I read that, I was like, yeah, that kind of makes a lot of sense. If I had to pick a superhero that maybe I most like, Maybe the less arrogant Tony Stark. I do. I like to mingle. I like to hang out. I like getting in the comments and interacting with my subscribers. I love, love going to vape meets and meeting people and making new friends and just having a grand old time. And that's what I do. So yeah, that was my uh, that was my favorite comment of the week. Uh, week and it didn't uh, didn't come from YouTube. It came from Instagram. But. Uh, 
But yeah, so I'm gonna be looking all over for more new favorite comments of the weeks, but uh, that's what I got. That's the vlog. We're gonna wrap this up, everybody. Hope the camera looks okay. I hope the audio turned out okay. I'm pretty excited about this new camera and I've been fiddling with it like crazy. I'm gonna make it look and sound as good as humanly possible for you guys. Got a lot of cool stuff coming up. I always say this at the end of every vlog. A lot of mech mods, regulated mods, tanks, RDAs, because that's what vaping is. My next stop, Vapor Dynasty Expo in Tucson, Arizona. After that is uh, New Orleans. Why can I never remember that? VPX in New Orleans. Then after that is Vape Fest in Ireland, and I'm very excited, and then that's it. That's it for the end of the year. Videos will be coming out uh, regularly. We're hanging in there with the Monday double feature and the Thursday vlog, but that's what I got. Everybody, thank you. Thank you so much for watching. And as always, Ego One CT. Let's keep on vaping. All right, so last things last, I think it's time to do my big uh, 200,000 subscriber giveaway. That's right, giveaway. After the credits, you're kind of wondering, what the hell, where'd the giveaway go? Well, we're gonna do the giveaway. I'm gonna sit down here in front of all my giveaway stuff and I'm gonna pack up a box for you guys. All right, well, I apologize for this weird angle, but I got a box. It's a good looking box, it's not a bad box. The lighting down here is just terrible, but I'm sitting on the ground next to all my giveaway stuff feel like I could fit a lot of good vape stuff in here. I already got some, some bubble wrap down there at the bottom. So, what are we going to start off with? What are we going to start off with? How about this? How about a uh, sub-ohm box from sub-ohm cell? Um, junky batteries, good box mods. I'm going to throw this in there. Yeah, this one's in silver. This is the one that says vape like they're watching. We're going to throw that in there. We're going to throw that in there in silver. Sure. Let's do that. Uh, how about, yeah, sure. How about one of those new Ego One CT kits? I got one of those, that's ridiculous. We'll try to put that in there. Hmm, things aren't fitting in here as much as I had hoped. Let's do, uh, sure, how about, I don't know, how about an Aspire Triton tank? That sounds good, an Aspire Triton tank. It's a solid, solid little, little tank right there some other stuff in there. What atomizers do I have? How about one of those new Lush atomizers? Uh, which color? Uh, which color? Pink or stainless steel? Pink or stainless steel? Well, I think the stainless steel would look cooler on that sub box. So we're going to throw the stainless steel Lush in there. How about a phantom tank? You know, remember those phantom tanks that I was using? Let's throw in a phantom tank. In fact, we're not just going to throw in a phantom tank. We're going to throw in a phantom tank and then a pack of the... Uh, Phantom Tank Coil Heads. Pack of the Phantom Tank Coil Heads. You can experience that. What else? Good Lord, what else do I have in here? A whole bunch of stuff. How about an iJust 2 kit? Will that fit in there? Let's see. Now we're, we're scratching the surface here. How about a red Cool Fire version 4? That'll fit in there. Red Cool Fire version 4? Sure. How about a Smoke Tech? VCT Pro Tank. Sure. So two tanks, three tanks, an Ego One, a Cool Fire, that Subohm box, a rebuildable atomizer. That is, that is getting full. 
What else can I even fit in here? What else can I even fit in here? How about another RDA? How about a dot mod RDA? Let's throw that in there too. I've got this gold dot mod. This is this isn't the version 1.5. This is the version one. This is the version one dot mod RDA. You know what? We're gonna throw it in there as well. All right, that's it. If you want to win this giveaway to celebrate my 200,000th subscriber, uh, send me an email to contest at grimgreen.com. But here's what I need from you. I'm going to hopefully be retooling my vlog intro. I've been using the same vlog intro for shit, three years now, two years now, and I love it. I'm gonna keep the soundtrack, but I think I'm gonna retool it. So here's what I need from you. Everybody has a smartphone, everybody has a webcam. Just shoot yourself exhaling some vapor. That's all I want. I want shots of vaping. And how cool your shots are doesn't necessarily mean that that's gonna be like the coolest one that I pick. This is gonna be done at random using random.org. But what I need from you is shots of you vaporing, just inhaling, exhaling vapor. That's what I need. I need some cool shots. In the intro I have now, there's that dude in the gas mask. That's fucking cool as hell. If anybody has a gas mask, I mean, uh, a, uh, a skull mask or, you know, you know what the intro to the vlog looks like. It's that like horror show grindhousey kind of thing. And I'm looking to, uh, I'm looking to redo it. But what I need is footage of people vaping. But that's what I got, everybody. Uh, thank you so much for watching. And as always, yes, absolutely. Contest at GrimGreen.com. Send me your vapor footage and you can win this. The winner is going to be chosen on the October 22nd vlog. Not next week, but the week after that. The week after Vapor Dynasty Expo. I'll put the exact date on the screen somewhere or down in the description. But that's what I got. Thank you so much, everybody. 200,000 subscribers. Obviously, I could not have done it without you. It means that someone actually out there actually gives a shit. But thank you so much, and as always, let's keep on vaping. <music>